0: Okay, so which one's brownier than the other? The older girl. Okay, so what I was just thi- what was going through my head, and this could be totally random or not, but that God has his hand on her life whether you know it or not. And sometimes maybe you've doubted, um, you know, where is she? Where's her head? Where's her heart? Et cetera, et cetera. But God has his hand on her life and you don't need to worry. Um, and, and there needs to be no effort even in um, trying to you know what I mean, like trying it 's just your love and who you are and what you 've been through, and what you now carry is an inheritance I think maybe for both daughters, definitely, but particularly for the one with the browner hair than the other one. right? So Vanessa is it what 's the other one 's name? Lauren. okay. Um, so let's just, can I just pray for her why don 't you stand? Lord, we just pray for Vanessa, you said, right? Yeah. Lord, we pray for Vanessa right now. Lord, we thank you that you have her in your hand right now. And Lord, I pray that you would release such a blessing on this family, such an inheritance that, Lord, what the enemy has tried to take away, you will replace tenfold. And, Lord, you will place a family blessing upon them, even from this day forward and upon Vanessa, Lord, that there will be a softening and an opening and she would see the beauty of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. It's funny, you know, how God, we, he can speak so um, normally sometimes and we can miss it, can't we? So, you know, I'm learning just to give it a try, I suppose. Um, but um, the other thing I wanted to do is I w- would love for Karen and I to pray for Fred and your wife. Would you come out the front? I, we didn't talk about this. I didn't prep you guys. But, yeah, come on out the front. Um, Now, I I just want to explain why. We just want to pray a blessing over you guys. Is that okay? And so, um, yeah, uh, you may know Eddie over there. And and so Eddie and quite a few other guys have been uh, refugees from Iran. And uh, Fred and his wife have a church in in Unley, and they host a lot of those guys and have seen a lot of them saved and actually witnessed to a lot of them. And so these guys are anti-terrorists, <laughs> right? Uh, but we just, as an as a extended family, we just want to pray a real blessing and a release of the kingdom in, in influential ways over these guys this morning. Is that okay? It's too late now anyway, so... Um, Yeah, so just stretch out your hands to these guys. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you so much that you've called these guys to a specific work in the kingdom here in Australia. And we release an Australian blessing over them today. Lord, we receive them even into the Australian family in the kingdom of God. And Lord, we ask that you would increase their effectiveness. Place your favor all around them. Lord, that even they may speak into realms that none of us could get into, but you would give them influence. You would give them favor. You would give them a voice. You would give them authority. And Lord, you would place on them the love of Jesus for their people and, Lord, for Australian nationals as well. And, Lord, that they would blend, blend anointings, blend cultures. And, Lord, we pray that you would fill them and baptize them with such a, a holy fire. Lord, that it would be, it would be contagious. Wherever they go, Lord, I, I sense that the Lord's going to call you into different places. You're going to travel and go to different places. And where you go, you're going to carry the fiery love of Jesus, but His power and His presence as well. And so he's going to make the way for that. You're going to get invitations. That's what I sense. There's invitations that are going to come. But you're going to get into realms that not many of us could get into because of the authority and the background that you have. And so, Lord, we bless their marriage today. We bless their family. We bless their church. And, Lord, we pray that you would fill them with such a fire of your presence. Fire of your presence today. Holy Spirit, fill them today. <sighs> fill them today with your glory. Let miracles follow them. Let miracles follow them. Let miracles follow them. <sighs> Holy Spirit, shikarababa. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. I always get excited when, uh, you know, in fact, this morning I completely changed what I was going to share today um, because what I had to share, what I had prepared um, was, oh, I don't know, I was sort of combining world events and where I'm seeing things at, and I just felt it was a little bit too technical for today. Is that okay? So anyway, so what he gave me instead just this morning was the title Choose Joy. Choose Joy. And doesn't that sound good? <laughs> um, and um, anyway, so I'm sure I'll blend in the, uh, the other one into this anyway, and it'll end up being a buffet. But that's just how it goes sometimes. I want to start with a quote by C.S. Lewis. And he said, Joy is the serious business of heaven. And um, what a quote. Joy is the serious business of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. This could actually, because the Lord didn't download a whole lot of content today, this could be all of about eight minutes, all right? So I've taken a little bit of a risk. Um, But that's sort of the intro and the summary. So... Anyway, there, were, there is a couple more things, don't worry. Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. Most of you will know this really well. Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. In the New Living Version, it, it says this. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night but joy comes in the morning. It doesn't matter whatever we've gone through or whatever we've been through, whatever we're walking out right now, it may be that there's weeping, it may be there's sorrow, it may be that there's things that aren't going right, but joy comes in the morning. And in, in God's speak, I take that as saying, we can always look forward to the joy being released. We can always look forward to His joy being released. And sometimes we need to choose it. Isn't that a weird, weird term, choose joy? Most of us would think, well, normally, you either need to be happy because circumstances are going well, or we uh, uh, have to fight our way through life, and then finally, when good things begin to happen, we can be joyful. But actually, joy is a fruit of the Spirit, right? It's the second one listed, love and enjoy, And if joy is a fruit of the Spirit and we say we have Holy Spirit in us, then we need to evidence Him. We need to evidence joy, even if we're not feeling like it. You know, the truth is sometimes we don't feel like loving either, do we? We don't feel that peaceful. We don't feel a whole lot of the fruit of the Spirit. But because He's in in us, we choose Him. And when we choose Him, we choose joy. And so that that covers our circumstances. It covers how we're feeling. The message version of Psalm 30 verse 5 says this, All you saints, sing your hearts out to God. Thank Him to His face. Thank Him to His face. That's what we were doing this morning in worship. Thanking Him to His face. He gets angry once in a while, but across a lifetime there is only love. The nights of crying your eyes out give way to days of laughter um i can think of times when um maybe circumstances around us they haven't been particularly joyful maybe they have been going against us and um and it's at those times that the fruit of the Spirit really gets tested most. It's easy to say, it's easy to preach, it's easy to maybe tell other people about this stuff, but the rubber hits the road. Do we evidence joy and love and peace and kindness and faithfulness, etc., etc., when the rubber really hits the road for us? And um, I was listening to someone the other night on a podcast, I think it was, and they were saying that um, it's, Love is so easy until we actually have to be confronted with anti-love. So when we're confronted with the opposite of love, it's very difficult to love. Because we as a human race, we're, we're, uh, we've been wired by our humanity and our environment to act on how we feel at the time. But when we take truth and we take the Spirit of God and we take His Word, then we have no choice. We actually have no choice. We must evidence the fruit of the Spirit. And as, I mean, we've said it many times, that people in the world need what we've got. But they don't know that they need what we've got because sometimes we don't look any different. Sometimes our language doesn't look any different. Sometimes our responses don't. You know, someone might offend us. We act exactly the same way as we would if Jesus weren't even in us. We need to look different and sound different and operate different. And when the fruit of the kingdom of God is evidenced through us, when we choose to operate through the Spirit, we're choosing to give out the fruit of the kingdom. We're evidencing the fruit. It's not an easy thing, is it? If this morning someone, or maybe tomorrow or whatever else, someone offends you, says something to you that is offensive to your nature, to who you are, we have a choice Do we evidence the kingdom, the fruit of the Spirit? Or do we operate in a normal carnal way and give them what they deserve? The dangerous thing about that is God doesn't give us what we deserve. If He gave us what we deserve, we wouldn't be here. We would be vaporized years ago. (laughs) But He extends grace to us, so we have no choice. We have to choose grace. We have to operate in grace. If we stay, we're of the kingdom. If we don't, we're acting illegitimately because sons operate as part of the family. But if we're illegitimate, if we're outside of the family, then we operate illegitimately. And it's illegal as us as believers to not operate as part of the family. We have His stamp. We have His name. We have His blood. We're part of His kingdom family. Therefore, we are part of His family. We must choose to act out of His inheritance that He's given us. And the first one is grace. And so this week, it might be that there's an opportunity. Someone might offend you. You have a choice. Do you operate as part of His family or His family? <laughs> God's or the enemies? There's really only two families. And it makes life really um, simplistic, but it's not that easy playing it out, is it? Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Very, very simple passage. And maybe this one is for a few of us here today for this week. It says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It doesn't say how well you've planned out your career is going to be your strength. Or how much money you have in the bank right now is going to be your strength. Or am I ever going to find that person is going to be your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It doesn't even say good relationships in your family is going to be your strength. The joy of the Lord is... And it's not even just the Lord is your strength; it's the joy of the Lord is your strength. When we choose joy, we're choosing to be strong. When we choose joy, we're choosing to evidence the kingdom of God. I think if it's one of the if if we just cut off those first two fruits, fruits of the spirit, we could spend a lifetime just choosing though love and joy, love and joy, love and joy, love and joy. I mean, if we could accomplish those two things, wow! wow, wouldn't we look amazing? Wouldn't, wouldn't we be so attractive to people? Wouldn't people just want what we've got? Love and joy. And then you add a few more fruits in and it's like a smorgasbord of heaven that people would just be eating from us. But what I felt today is for us to choose joy. Choose joy in any circumstance. And it may be that the circumstances aren't particularly joyful. Joyful. The joy of the Lord is still your strength. It's still my strength. I know for for us, particularly in, in business, it's been strange to actually take what the Word of God says as literal, even though every single other bit of circumstance around is saying completely the opposite. You actually look like a bit of a loony. Because here you are declaring this stuff. I remember when um, things were going particularly bad at a time in our business, I remember I photocopied Psalm 37, I think it was, for my executive team who completely aren't born again. What is this loony dude doing now? But I printed it out for them. I put it on the boardroom table. And we went to our executive breakfast on the Monday morning together. And I said, guys, I know you may not understand this. But this is the word of the Lord over this company. This is why we have this place. And what I was doing is choosing the word of God over even the comprehension of those around. It didn't matter so much to me. I mean, of course, I wanted them to get born again and have a big revival meeting, so it would be amazing. That didn't happen. But what I did was probably just for me. I was choosing the promise. I was choosing joy over the circumstance and, and really letting it be known. And I knew it was something I had to do. I couldn't hide it. I could hide it. Me and God could have a little joy p- faith party in the, in the boardroom together. But it wasn't enough. He was asking me to choose joy to a new level to a higher level and actually let people know, guys, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how we're going to solve this thing. But the Word of God says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I'm going to choose joy today. I'm going to choose joy in this circumstance. And somehow, somehow, joy may be the releasing point for the answers to prayer. Joy may be that that thing that I needed to release my spirit, to lift the burden, to make everything make sense. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, this, this is a tricky verse, and I've shared on it many times. Um, James chapter 1, and um, it's, it's quite a confusing passage. James chapter 1, verse 2, and it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. This is possibly one of the most annoying passages in the Bible. Don't you find that annoying? Have you ever been in a situation where things are really going quite badly and um, you're annoyed, you're frustrated, nothing's really working and some nice happy Christian friend comes up to you and says, well, just consider it pure joy what you're going through right now. It's annoying, isn't it? You just want to give them a slap. But we don't do that because that's not a fruit of the Spirit. But you want to. (laughs) Why? Because it goes against the flesh. Word and Spirit tend to go against the flesh, they really, really war against each other. And so, whatever you're going through today, consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Whatever trial you're going through, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I want want you just to turn quickly, if I can find it, to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Most of you will know this parable. The parable of the ten virgins, Matthew 25 verse 1. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. Doesn't it feel like Jesus is a long time in coming sometimes? It's like, man, we're in this season, aren't we? We're in... This particular season, right now. The bridegroom was uh, a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out Here's the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. I want to bring out something really quickly from this. The virgins had lamps. And we know from Psalm 119, 100-something, I think, it says, look up Psalm 119. It won't take you long. Read it through. (laughs) It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. And so here we can see the strength of those who have the word, right? We have the word. We have the word of God. The word of God will keep us true, will keep us sound. And then we have the five wise virgins who had extra oil to keep the word lubricated, going, oil, oil of joy. We can see that the fruit of the Spirit needs to come to life. It needs to be released as oil to lubricate the word because the word is really, really good. But do you know, there's some really, really amazing word people around that fight doctrine till till their death. But maybe never have the oil of joy. Never evidence the fruit of the kingdom of God as we are intended to. They know the word of God like like I'll probably never know. Back to front, sideways, every language, and new languages that haven't even been thought of yet, and etc., etc. But it's of no value unless we have the oil for today, unless we have the oil for now. And one of the ways, that maybe sometimes you, like me, there have been times. And to be honest with you, um, I think with the world climate right now, the way it is, it's um, quite dramatic in various parts of the world and you can see politically. Uh, Here's a statistic for you. You know, by about 2050, the world's population is going to be between 9 and 10 billion. And the earth doesn't have enough food reserves to feed us all. That's quite a depressing thought, isn't it? However, the reason I tell you that is because there is a finite end to the earth, to the globe's resources, to humanity. And this is when we must look at the signs of the times and say, well, hey, you can't keep going on forever like this. Therefore, Jesus is coming soon. He is coming soon. And actually, it's more right to say that now than it was 100 years ago. (laughs) It'll be more right to say it tomorrow. But Jesus is coming soon. Make no mistake. There's there's no world power, no politician, no government, no other religion. Nothing can take away from the truth that Jesus is coming soon for his bride. And that's you and I. But sometimes we get dry. Sometimes we struggle with this battle on earth between good and evil. We struggle with our flesh nature. We struggle with circumstances, doubts, fears, sickness and things that pull us back from living in the kingdom fullness. But I think one of the keys is the joy of the Lord. Choose joy today, whatever the situation. And maybe when you take a global perspective, if you're like me, you might like facts and figures about the world. And even I like looking at politics and things like that and seeing what's going on. And sometimes this is a dangerous thing because you can get so much into that, that you can step into fear. Because the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy us. And he knows if he can take our joy away and replace it with fear, then straight away he's going to suppress us. He'll he'll put a lid on us. And I think that this is one of his key games, is putting fear out there. Because if he can put fear out there, he robs us of our joy. Because he knows that our joy is our strength in him. Joy is the serious business of heaven. Don't you love that quote? Joy is the serious business of heaven. It's serious. It's real. Life is real. But we need joy to survive. I want you to stand. I want you to just close your eyes for a minute because there's something been um, annoying me in the Spirit. It's, it's a good thing, right? Not annoying me, but just um, impressing upon me. And I think we'll go for it, right? So um, you're okay to take a risk with me this morning, all right? Um, all right, so close your eyes. <laughs> Here's what I sense um, just the Holy Spirit was impressing upon me. And that is that, and it aligns up with the joy and the oil, that the enemy has tried to suppress and almost depress is what I want to say, but really suppress and take all joy, rob all joy from, from female prophetic voices. And, and that if he, can, if he can do that, then he suppresses a voice that needs to be heard. And church hasn't got it right. We haven't got it right. A lot of prophetic females haven't got it right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But just hear me out here. What I believe the Father wants to say is that if we can somehow get it right... There'll be a unique blessing in that. There'll be a really unique blessing in that. Upon upon a family, I mean. And I don't so much... What I'm sensing is that there has been a, an, a spirit of oppression to cancel that out. Because it's difficult to release the prophetic. And I know a lot of females feel this sometimes constricted and restrained because there's other things that we have to be aware of which sometimes are right and good to be aware of but i believe the heart of the lord is that we somehow find a way and so i put that out there and i'm just going to ask the lord to bless that so if you if you feel like that's you now this you, you can't be a male and really include yourself in this one right we're not liberal in that sense Yeah, so if, if, you, if you feel that's you, just raise your hands. I just want to release a prayer of blessing. Um, and it's really a father's blessing, right? And um, it's dangerous doing this because all of a sudden you can have all sorts of crazy female prophets wanting to do all sorts of things, right? So hear me from a pastor's heart. What I'm saying is I want to affirm the gift Not necessarily the platform. I want to affirm the gift in you. It may be 10 years of you learning how to operate wisely in that gift, serving properly leaders, honouring leaders, that you are then released into that gift. And I say that with complete authority on the Word of God. But I also know that a church family, a prophetic church family, if it doesn't have a prophetic voice then it's missing a key element of hearing the voice of God. And so we need that. And I think the enemy's plan has been to silence that, kill that, wipe that out, because it's dangerous. And so, Lord, I pray today that you would release your father's blessing on your daughter's. Your Father's blessing on your daughters. Your Father's blessing. Knowing who you are in your Father is a key to operating in the mature prophetic. The mature prophetic. Not the orphan prophetic. Not what you can get or what you can say, but the mature prophetic. The Spirit of God as a daughter. As a daughter of the Most High doesn't matter whether you open your mouth or whether you don't. It's prophetic still. Why? Because it's birthed in you. And so, Lord, we pray today that you would release your blessing, your prophetic blessing, your prophetic blessing, and what the enemy has tried to steal, kill, and destroy, John chapter 10. You will turn around and you will release abundance. You will release an abundance and that a a spirit of prophecy would be accompanied by a spirit of sonship and the two will rise up together in honour and in love of one another and that the voice of the Lord may be heard loudly and clearly through this house, through this house. In maturity and in love and in honour and in the spirit of prophecy. And so right now, Lord, I pray. Release fresh anointing. Release fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh calling. Let the dry bones live. Let the dry bones live. Let the dry bones live. Holy Spirit, if you are on this, I pray right now that you would release even a fresh mantle right now. A fresh mantle. A fresh anointing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just keep receiving. Keep receiving.
1: this morning for every daughter in this house and father we thank you for your incredible love for every single one of your daughters and we pray right now lord that you would pour out your spirit afresh into every heart and every soul father we thank you for your faithfulness we thank you that your faithfulness endures lord and that your faithfulness never gives up and never lets go And Father, we thank you that you are holding us in the palm of your hand and in the midst of all things you lift us up. And Father, we pray this morning for breakthrough in the spirit realm. Father, we pray for breakthrough in the spirit realm. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, we ask that every every bondage be broken. We ask that every chain be shattered. We ask that every wall and every hindrance be made low and every mountain would be smoothed out in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask in Jesus' name for supernatural breakthrough we ask for supernatural release of your anointing we ask for a supernatural invasion of heaven upon this earth father we thank you for what you're birthing in the heart of your daughters we thank you for what you're birthing in the heart of every single woman here today we thank you lord that you are birthing a reformation of love a reformation of your love and your fiery presence lord we thank you for what you are birthing throughout the planet lord among every single woman, Lord, and we thank you and we honor every single one of your daughters this morning, Lord. We honor them. We honor them with your heart of love, Father. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you in Jesus' name that your plans are greater than we can see and your plans are greater than we could ever dream of. And Lord, you are more committed to what you have placed upon us than we could even understand. And Lord, I thank you that you will never Let go of your promises over our lives. I thank you that you will never let go of the dreams that you've placed within our spirits and in our hearts. And I thank you right now that the angels of heaven are fighting for for freedom and are fighting for freedom and are fighting for the release of the fullness of your spirit in your sons and your daughters. I thank you that the angelic angel armies, Lord, are being released upon the earth right now and released in this place right now to see the fullness of your promise and the fullness of your glory and the fullness of your anointing come forth. And I thank you for that now in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. If you know that was you, um, females that I was we're praying over and talking to, I just want you to come and sit out the front, not so I get anything in particular, but we're just going to go around and bless what God's doing. And um, Zeph will just keep playing over, over us. But I think there's just a, um, uh, a deluging just of what he's doing right now. And we don't want to miss this opportunity for him to release fresh impartation, fresh life, fresh vision and purpose, and um, even a rebirthing and a, and a bringing forth of his calling and, and his gifting. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we just ask that even right now, that your hand would be extended and come and touch each one of these ladies this morning, Lord. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Maybe there's times you've got it wrong. It's okay. Wipe the slate clean. Wipe the slate clean. Lord, we ask for pure, pure, pure hearts, pure love. Holy Spirit, thank you. And we just speak joy. We just speak joy over every. Lady represented here, Lord, we just speak the joy of the Lord is your strength, not even your gifting, not even what you see or sense or know, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when that partners with what you're feeling, then it comes out in love. It comes out in love, not in frustration. And so Lord, we just pray, release your hand of blessing, of fresh anointing, fresh fire, even right now, Holy Spirit, fresh fire just released in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Husbands, if, if your wife or girlfriend is out here, then you might just want to be throwing up a few prayers right now because maybe things have been getting a bit frustrated every now and then with what she's sensing and you don't want to do or say or whatever else. This is a fresh impartation this morning. It changes everything. It changes everything. When the prophetic is released in covenant love, that's when the gift is released properly. And so we just release that today. We release your love over every lady here this morning, every marriage, every family, every situation. Release your love, Lord. Release your love. The love of the Father. The love of the Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Well, we're just going to keep soaking for a while. And um, Zeph will just keep playing. We'll release you in a minute to go and have a coffee. But, you know, this is a moment that that can change everything. It can change everything. Change everything. When the prophet, the gift of the prophet is rightly aligned in the family, it is so powerful. It is so powerful. And so, Lord, we just uh, pray a blessing on this week. We ask that joy will mark us joy will mark us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done this morning, for who you are. We pray for encounters this week. We pray for an increase this week. We pray for blessing. We pray for joy. We pray for a release of the fruit of the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' name.